liquor tastes sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Hey darling, sleeping on the black top Hey darling, running through the trees, honey Hey darling, leaving for the next town Listen, my set sketches up with me Alright everybody, welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast we are on episode number 13, and I am Shane Poor here with Christian Gardner. Howdy, howdy. And we have a special guest in here today. We got our buddy Jedediah in here today. How are y'all doing? What's up, buddy? I'm glad to have you in here today. Yeah, glad finally. Here. Well, guys, it's been a little over a week. We're already a day behind on the podcast, so yep, we're we're right on pace as usual, yep. running behind. Yep. If we ain't behind, something's wrong. Well, if we ain't behind, we ain't doing it. So. That's right. But That's right. Well, as we always start the podcast, let's uh, talk about what's going on with Holler Hunters right now, the YouTube show. Well, we're, like I say, we're behind there as well. We were wanting to release every other Friday. Yeah. And uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances, which we'll talk about in a minute, we're going to push the episode, this episode back a couple days, hopefully no more than just a couple days. Yeah, it's not going to be pushed back a full week. It's no, just a couple just, days. Yeah, like probably Monday-ish okay. is when it'll be released. Yeah. Uh, it's our... With Kalana Strutmasters episode. For anyone is, listening to this, we are recording on Thursday the nineteenth. Yep. Thursday so, the nineteenth. Normally recording normally Tuesdays, normally no later than like Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah. But uh just a little bit behind schedule, this should be up tonight, the night of the the night of Thursday. Yeah. So either Thursday night or Friday morning. Yep. One or the other. Most everybody probably hear it Friday. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it up. It, we have to. We do very little cutting on this podcast. Yeah, there. You guys, I don't know that we've really. I don't cut anything. We I'm, cut. We cut our commercial breaks, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know that we do much of anything. I think we had to cut out one little section in one of the podcasts, and that was it. Yeah, but it was just. This is. I mean, it's as live as it gets without being live. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, that's what we try to keep it. We try to keep right. it real, and we try to keep. We talk, and we. We're kind of impulsive here. We yeah. we just kind of we feel it and we start talking about it. But that's I mean it's real. That's what we like to go for. Yep, for sure. That's what we aim for, anyways. So, so far, so good. It's 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 going places. Yeah, it's doing good. It's we're getting a good following. We again we see all you guys. From yeah, all over the country and well all over the world. All over the world, rather. Yeah, forget all over the country. Got some more in Australia. Some new ones I saw. Nice. Yep, awesome. and uh, there was somewhere else, Beijing maybe. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Everybody wants to know what a redneck sounds like. Yeah. And <laughs> here, here you go. go. Here you go. Laugh at us all you want to. That's we appreciate your listening. We're laughing at ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, there you so go. Well, that's that's awesome. But uh, Holler Hunters, it'll be episode three of season two. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Episode three will be coming out yep. very soon. Still turkey hunting. Uh, this is. We were just looking at some of the raw footage and some of the. I wouldn't say it's raw right now, but it's stuff it's that you have. It's pretty well raw. You it's haven't just finished. Been, yeah, it's just being cut and put in place. Uh, we've got the way the way we do it. Well, the way a lot of people do it is we uh, write out a storyboard mm-hmm. with each episode. You know, plan it out, and then go through and watch every video from yep. beginning to end that we recorded in that Which time period. Which is a lot. There's a, each, we do a lot yeah. of recording to make an episode. Yeah, every video we we record is around twenty minutes long, and then you have maybe a hundred of those yeah. to go through yeah it's just time consuming we go through each one because you don't want to miss anything good yeah if you rush through it you miss good things well, kind of like a, the deer the deer that you uh, tank that you shot at 
Yeah, and where, where, he, shook where he was shaking his head. I just it's just one of those things. Like I had it and I saw it, but but I glanced over it. And, yeah. You know, if you don't watch every bit of your video, good, you could miss something easy just because yeah. you have so much footage. You had to throw in that and miss thing, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, thanks for that, <laughs> you jerk. I needed Sorry. a reminder today. Yeah, you did. Sorry, got to do something to pull you back down there. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. There's plenty you can get me on. I'm sure. So. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I'm getting thrown under the bus in this next episode anyway, so it's all good. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Technically, yeah. you are. But yeah. But that's spoiler kind of alert. The, yeah. But that's kind. Of, there's not a whole lot new. Well, uh, we are going to be uh, a sponsor on the back of Spencer Boyd's number twenty Chevrolet Silverado at Bristol Motor Speedway the, in September. He races the truck series. Truck correct? series, NASCAR okay. camp or NASCAR, yeah, Camping World Truck Series. Yeah. Uh, for Young's Motorsports, we're going to be on the bed top of there like it was last year. Got Very that nice. figured out and straightened out, I reckon. And uh, also got my credentials approved today through NASCAR to photograph the races that weekend. So that's always fun. That's awesome. We're going to see if we can do a little short video style and what kind of behind the scenes there. There's a lot that goes into it people have no idea about, oh, which I'm, I never knew about. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's everybody's just, always curious about NASCAR. There's a yeah. lot of stuff with NASCAR, like the way the drivers and the teams work things out. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that most people do not have a clue about. I didn't right. have a clue about it. and. Yeah, I mean, my family followed has been following NASCAR since we were kids, and I didn't have a clue the way a lot of things work. So yeah, and it's stuff like I say, I I never would have known unless I was in it. Yeah, and we're gonna try to showcase a little bit of that. And we're gonna do that with a little bit of everybody on the team. We're kind of gonna go attempt to go kind of in the lives of everybody and just kind of show. Again, we kind of focus everybody's as real as it gets. Yeah, everybody's got full time jobs. Try to showcase what everybody does for a living a little bit. Kind of okay. show, kind of showcase each person. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna do for mine. Is kind of show, show the racing side. It's what I've done. So yeah, I'm gonna show it off and show you the ins and outs of it. Yeah, that'll be cool. So that'll be neat. That'll be interesting coming up. It'll it'll just be a short. It'll be our short videos, like we're like we say. Yeah, but uh, and hopefully, if I stay away from the racetrack, they'll actually get a race in. Oh yeah, that's right. No, you go it rains. Yeah, so. if I go it rains, that's just the way it is. It's but just yeah. like when I go to the beach, there's a hurricane. You can just that's how it goes. I think that's September nineteenth, by the way, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Speaking of whatever which, that Thursday is. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going on our first tangent. I'm getting started early today. We had a little rain event here the past two days, just slightly, just and a when, small one. When you watch our food plot short episode, you oh, yeah. will see in one section I'm talking about getting some seed in the ground. And then I say, we have a small rain event coming through in the next couple of days. That small rain event didn't end up being small at all. I mean, it, it washed half of the county away. Speaking words. Get off your phones. Sorry, my, my mother-in-law just messaged. Or was calling me, rather. So oh. she's Oh, and Alice is calling me. So if you can take over for like two seconds. I got you. That'd be great. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, we had a... A fairly heavy rain event come through. Uh, Jedediah, you work up here, up the road a couple miles. It actually closed y'all's store, didn't it? Yeah, we got quite a bit of rain. We had about two inches of rainwater across the whole store. <laughs> Don't mind me, just getting caught here. Nah, you're good, man. But Yeah, we were closed about a day and a half. We opened back up about noon today. I got you made a mess in the store but we got it cleaned up got everybody coming back in so well, that's awesome that's awesome we're lucky here our store's kind of up on the knoll but the pond out front i mean it filled up dang osprey coming in trying to catch some of my fish but it filled up the pond it went through both pipes went over the spillway and then went over the road 
Yeah, there was a soccer ball out in the road when I come in yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a soccer ball out there. There was a couple of logs out there we had to move. Logs. It was nasty around here. Yeah. And so, like I said, in anticipation of this, we didn't have a clue. We knew it was the tail end of a hurricane is what was going on, our tropical storm that was coming up through the Gulf. And, I mean, we knew it was going to rain. They were calling for six to eight inches of rain throughout the week. But I swear, I think we got six to eight inches in one night. Forget the whole week. I think we got it all in one night. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. And I had just got our food plots finished um, on the big farm here and then the other farms up the road and just got the seed in the ground. So we're going to have to wait and see if any of the, the food plots didn't really wash. They stayed somewhat in place. Everything was in decent shape compared to a lot of the roads and stuff like that around but i don't know we may end up having to do another late planting but that's part of what you have to deal with this time of year when you plant food plots you've got at least up here a lot of places are subject to drought in august really bad but up here i mean we're subject to flooding in august all the time thunderstorms popping up and stuff and it may have washed half the food plots away we don't know yet you good i'm good now okay i thought something was wrong you, oh. get, you get a call from her and then a call from Lacey at the same, like, instantly. Especially how our luck has gone the last well, two months. It, you never know. <laughs> you never know when something's wrong. Well, so. if it was, I'm not going to say that. That's that's prejudice. I was going to say that's a woman for you, but. Well. Lacey may have They just want to know about supper plans. That's, <laughs> that's, that's like, what I was figuring. Well. Lacey may have thought you was ignoring her and well, well, her my, mama my, call. My, my phone lit up with, like, four different calls. I just happened to feel it vibrating there for a second. It's like what's going on why is she calling me yeah that's just because you just don't normally call like, yeah something's wrong when you say she how do you mean <laughs> as in my mother-in-law yeah. Yeah, why is she calling me that's not how i meant that yeah that's, that's not I, how i meant that's that. what i heard that's not you how better I hope that. she don't listen to this podcast <laughs> this will be the one she does listen to i'd say but that's not how i meant that at all uh-huh, but, that's what i heard well it come over that way but that's not how i meant it at all miss johnson i'm on your side <laughs> <laughs> Not how it was We're meant. For a Christian under the bus yeah. again. On yep. the- All right, guys. So we had a, a minor technical issue. Once yeah. again, if it's not us, it's not breaking. Yeah, yep. literally. I mean, but that one happened instantaneously. Like it, like it stopped, caught it immediately. Yeah, you. Saw we're doing that. better. You did, you did a good job with that one. <laughs> I have no idea why it's doing that. I'm gonna have to start doing some so research. I think we were talking but, about you not liking your mother-in-law. Anyways, what back off that? that subject. The next subject here is. <laughs> The weather here today is really nice. It's partly yeah. cloudy. There's some ducks behind us, and uh, there was it's a great a day. Osprey that just flew across, and really? he dropped about three pounds on the on the lawn on the, when he was flying. <laughs> it was bad. Wow! I looked up and I seen something falling from. Him. I'm like, ooh, that's nasty. Shoot, that's one half, of your fish. Yeah, that was half a fish end. coming out the other side. All right, guys. Well, we have we're going to take this down. We're going to bring it down just a notch. Um, quite a few notches. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't just a notch. It was bad. We had a rough week this past week. Yep. Um, you tell, you go into this. We lost one of our own. It's, it's going to be tough to talk about just to be honest. Um, this past week we lost our team member, Justin Johnson. Yep. More than just a team member, a great friend, well, I mean, he's about like family to most everybody. I mean, on the everybody team. here. I mean, he's just family. Anybody's yeah. around him, no matter where he's at, no matter what he's doing, he'd make you laugh. Yeah, I mean, he always had just the biggest smile on his face. Yep, he was a very grateful, very humble person, and he it was just his energy was contagious anywhere he was at. 
Every yeah. he brought the whole room up. Yeah, everywhere no he was at, he he was on the podcast. He was on one of the, the probably the first podcast we I did. I think it was the first one, right after the youth turkey hunt. Is one of the very first. Is one of the very first ones. Yeah, I don't know if he was on one or two. It was I know he was on one for sure, and uh, we was getting ready to have him on one of the ones coming up here soon. But yeah, unfortunately, he had. It was honestly kind of tragic. It was just so sudden. It was well, just unexpected. He was nobody forty he, year old. He wasn't sick. I mean, nobody knew there was a problem. He didn't have yeah. a clue there was a problem, and it just Bam. it goes to when show when it's your time, it's your time. Yep. When the Lord decides it's your time to go, it's just how it is. Yeah. Nobody gets to. No, you don't get to pick when you go. It's just, it is what it is. I mean, the Lord's got a greater plan. I know. Yeah. And if the family gets to listen, you know, can't you can't stress that enough. There, everything happens for a reason. I believe that wholly. Yeah. Sometimes it ain't for the reasons you hope for, but. Well, the only our, way you can think about it is he's in a lot better place than we are. Just yes, he is. He is. And I mean, you know he's sitting up there grinning right now. He, you know he's it. sitting up there listening to this. He's listening to this. You know, he's got them cram babies, you know, they just had that they'd lost. You know, he's hugging them. And yeah. I, I don't know what heaven's like, but if it's anything like I hope it's like, I'd say he's calling every turkey there is up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, there's well, just no words for it, honestly. Yeah. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. Oh. I mean, we wanted to hopefully do something with the podcast and talk good and you know reminisce it's just it's just hard to do yeah we're going to get a little further into just telling stories about justin and talking about justin on a later podcast yeah we're gonna get some we've got some more of our guys yeah that grew up with justin that's going to come in here and we're just going to do a podcast dedicated to the memory of justin yeah and there's a lot. There's so many good stories, so many funny stories. And well, that's it. Every story that you ever hear about him ends is, up being funny because he's yeah. hilarious. I mean, he was in. If you guys watch Holler or if you guys have watched season two of the Holler Hunters, he was in episode one in talking about. Hunt. Yep, talking about calling every cat in Georgia in. And it's we've hilarious. Yeah, I mean that's just the way Justin was. He had y'all laughing the whole time. We laughed from there. the time from the time we pulled out at Mitch's house. To the time we got to Georgia, four three four hours away, we never stopped laughing. Yeah, I mean the whole time he's in Georgia up until he got he actually got sick down there on the way back. Yeah, and uh, thinking back, we think that might be reflecting to what happened to him here. Yeah, but uh, I mean just always tickled to be alive, tickled to be going, never had to worry. I mean he lived his life never worrying about anything. Yeah, everything will take care of itself lord's got it yep i mean as stress-free as you could be i mean i'm sure everybody struggles with stress to some extent and he probably did with his own ways but he never showed it no no I and mean, he he yeah. had probably the strongest faith of anybody yeah our age of anybody i know yeah. i mean he whenever i heard what had happened i was sad but i had zero doubt in my heart where that yeah. man was yeah i mean it, i knew 100 percent that he had gone to heaven. He was with without our, a doubt with our maker, and he he's without tickled to death to be there. Gosh, I yeah. That's, I mean, that's honestly what pulled me through. Not only with him, but with my papa as well. Like, yeah. I, it you're sad because you miss them. There's things you're supposed to do together. Things that you know they had plans on doing. You know all these things that was supposed to happen. Yeah, and and, and it's almost a case where you feel sorry for yourself. Well, more than anything. Yeah, I mean, but when you think about it from to their point. Don't feel sorry for them because you can't stress it. Well, humans, it's human nature to be greedy. Right. And we're greedy because we wanted more time with them. Right. But you can't be sad at the passing of uh, their passing because they're going on to a better place. Way better. I mean, mean, it was 
already a rough start to the week because earlier in the week my grandpa had passed away yep and then it was what the day of the funeral when we heard about justin yep or the day before the funeral the day or something before. like that yeah we heard about and then we got the call about justin so it was a rough week for us yeah it's it's been a tough one and for sure as far as caroline and the kids go our hearts go out to you guys yep. you are in our thoughts and in our prayers and I don't know if any of those guys listen to the podcast or not. If you guys need anything at all, you just it, let us know. Yeah, it's I mean, one of those things. You hear it from everybody, but truly, it's, it, if truly, you ever if need you, anything at all, yep. just give us a holler. That's yep. just all there is to it. But like I say, we're going to get into some stuff. We're going to do a podcast dedicated to Justin coming up. We're going to have an episode coming up soon. Yeah. That's, uh, I wouldn't say really dedicated to him, but it's going to have a whole tribute for him and his stuff with his last turkey killing stuff. Yeah, and we'll, we are going to... I guess we can announce something here right now. You want to do it or you want me to do it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, as everybody knows, we had our youth turkey hunt this year. Yep. And it was a huge success. Yep. I mean, had a ball of a time. The youngins had a great time. And from now on, not just a one-year thing, from now on, our youth turkey hunt, as long as we're able to do it, will be the Justin Johnson Youth Turkey Hunt competition. Memorial Youth Turkey Hunt. Every year. Without a doubt. Well, that Justin was very passionate about turkey very. hunting. I mean, he was he loved turkey a hunting fantastic color. Yeah, and he fl- he's told us many times about how that's just his that was his happy place in this world. Yep. And then beyond that, he loved getting youth out hunting. Yes. He had five kids, mm-hmm. has five kids. He didn't have. He has five children. Um, every one of them have been turkey hunting. Yep. I mean, and he loved getting those youngins outside and hunting yep. and just teaching him the outdoor lifestyle teaching yeah. them the outdoor lifestyle yeah and not just them all youngins i mean yeah, he, I mean, he had a love for for all youngins yep there wasn't one of them he didn't i mean he's the one he pulled a huge part of that kids turkey hunt this year yep i mean a majority he, sure did. he got he went all over the country getting door prizes and and calls for the young and stuff to give away and well, what, he went through and got all the trophies the trophies and everything I mean, and i mean he went all out with yeah the he went all out with the trophies yeah every young and left here with three four five things because and a of smile on and your a face on their smile. face that you couldn't wipe off i mean yeah i mean you couldn't be happier with this with with how that went and it yeah. was honestly because of him he he pulled most of that yeah i mean and it'll from now on as long as we can do it it'll be yep. it'll be his event yeah 100 percent. and so guys that's a, that's the reason we're behind on the episode um first half of the week was a rough part of the week we we're dealing with that kind of stuff, and that put us behind on production on episode three of Holler Hunters. But yep. we will be back on track soon. Um, I think we're going to use this time to go into our first break, and then we're going to get back up on a higher note here in just a minute. But we will be back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? Get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax address where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property. Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. 
heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property, because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. Here in the Appalachian Mountains, we are subject to some of the most drastic climate changes anywhere in the country. Whether it's hotter than blue blazes in the summertime or colder than a froze-toed rooster in the wintertime, Carhartt has you covered from head to toe. Visit Carhartt.com and see why they are the official apparel company of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Alright guys, we are back from break on the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And we have got hunting season is in progress right now. Yep. I guess probably South Carolina is the only yeah. place in the nation right now that's open. Yeah. And they're killing some deer down there already. I've only seen one. I've only seen one picture of one good deer there so far. There is a Facebook page called South Carolina Deer Hunters for anybody out there that wants to follow it that is wanting to see some pictures of some deer already. See. They are killing deer. And it tickles me every time you look at one of the pictures. They're wringing wet with sweat. Because <laughs> yep. low country South Carolina is so hot. hot. And, and right now, it's really hot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're in upstate where our lease is, and it's hot down there. Yeah. So yeah, I went just it last year, and it was, it, was, it was fun. Yeah. But it's hot. Yeah, it's always fun hunting in 100-degree weather. Yeah. I love it. 100% humidity. Yeah. And mosquitoes, yeah. biggest pterodactyls, carrying yeah, you off. Swamp. Yeah. Literally. But, and we also have the Tennessee Velvet Hunt Tennessee. coming Tennessee. I'm so excited. I am too. I, I've already got a about. prediction about what's going to happen here, and I haven't told you about this yet. This is going to be... I've got my prediction, and I already know how it's going to go, but I'm still going to try. Oh, no. I'm going to blow money It's on not going to be anything... No, nah, it ain't going to be anything bad. But, I mean, it, it won't be bad for you. There will be a deer die. But it won't be me. Well, I, <laughs> I have this prediction, because we've got the thing going on with the drop zone guys. Yeah the they're calling talking about you coming down and doing some video for them here in a couple yep. know, week or two my prediction is that you will be called to low to the south carolina low country the weekend of the velvet hunt you think so i think so i and, wouldn't be upset about it and then your good buddy is going to say well i will i'll take up the slack I'll, i will fall on that grenade for you christian i'll go over there and hunt your spots go right ahead see if we can get a deer on the ground too. i know you would i know you would that's for what sure. i love about you because you are you're sure. not greedy like that no which you know if I'll i know put somebody you in, can do it they can do it yeah all day long yeah you know i'll put you in my spots too but yeah you did last year so yeah. i have i'd have no problem there at all <laughs> but i have a problem with it though uh, my prediction for how this, my prediction of how this whole this how how this whole velvet season's gonna go this three days. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I don't have good, I don't have good hopes about it yet. Well, uh, Ben, you know we've got the tactical camera reveals out. Yeah, and in Tennessee you have to have bait up ten days before season starts. Yeah, you have any got, out. You can't have it out right now. And I was, you, you know, where I was hunting, I knew there was deer in the area, but I was trying to figure out, you know, kind of where they were moving, moved the camera around a couple times, trying to figure out where they're moving is because there's yeah. no big thick trails there and i walked up a small piece of property we got to hunt there and like i say it's, it's a small it's more or less a pinch point yeah yeah and they're all coming into that little dip that we have set up and uh using a big and jay to get them to stop there long enough to get some pictures of them take inventory on them yeah yeah and got some good deer coming but they have yet to daylight mm. most people's got daylight pictures about everywhere i mean i've got daylight pictures from other spots in north carolina yeah but not one daylight picture do I have in Tennessee. And mm. I, I, I think just where it's at, just they're not, like we mentioned before, I don't think they're having enough, they don't have enough time to get there in daylight. They're just not, they're, t- they're having place to, come to be. Off the <laughs> top of that mountain. Yeah, they're coming there. off from the top of a mountain to get down in that valley. And by the time they get down there, it's, 
Well, by one o'clock in the morning. Well, by the time they get down there, it's dark, and then whenever they leave that bottom and head back up on the mountain, they're leaving early. So yeah, so I just don't think I have the right spot set up this year. I mean, I mean, I mean, gonna try it. Gonna be there at least every evening for sure, just yeah. to set. But you never know. Well, what also, about that new spot? Well, I'll get there in a second. Mm. I was gonna say uh, that spot we're we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. That my primary spot. I think we got a bear coming in there now. Oh goody! Huh. Put the big the big and J uh, BB squared apple out. The bears love the big and J, and they I mean, love it. I didn't get a picture of the face, but I got a picture of its back. Yeah, and it's looks like a bear's back. Yeah. Long story short, I had a stick propped up on the tree behind the camera to tilt it forward, mm-hmm. and when I did, when that storm come through, it blew it out or it broke off or whatever. Now the camera's tilted back just far enough to where when the head when a deer or the head of any animal's down. Eating a big and J, you can't is. see what it is. I got you. You can see the tops of antlers or the back of a bear. If that's what I mean, I'm, I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, unless it's just a really mangy dog. <laughs> <laughs> Chupacabra. Yeah. So, but I just got the one picture. In the last couple of days, the movement over there has been slack. That could have been a big slack. Foot. Hey, might have been. He could have been hunkered down eating that big and J with could've his been. hands. And could have been. We had the chance. And we had the chance. And your lack of trail camera abilities yeah, has done it ruined it for over. the whole thing. I mean, already screwed the chance. Dang. We could have been millionaires overnight. Yeah. First, you picture, picture like Shane got of a bear smiling at him. Yeah, we got that bear was tickled days, to death to see the big and J. Hey, yes. I've never seen an animal look so happy in my life. Yes. We're, we, if you don't know what we're talking about, we'll post it here in a day or two. It's, on it's hilarious. I've, I run... Between 20 and 40 trail cameras a year, nonstop, and during deer season, every camera is going to be taking three to 5,000 pictures a week. Yep. I mean, we go through hundreds of thousands of pictures a year. Yep. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. I, I guarantee you I go through probably a quarter million pictures a year, at yep. least. Just between the farms up here and the lease in South Carolina, There's, it's got to be at least that. There's no right. way it's short of that. Probably more than that. It's probably close to half a million. I've never seen a bear make that face. I don't know what was awesome. going on. I don't know if he was like showing his teeth to something to another bear coming or what. But it was a perfect smile. It looks like he's so happy, and his yeah. ears are just kind of let. He just looks happy. Yeah, it's just a very natural happy bear. Yeah, it's just like a happy actually. bear. Yeah, it, it's I mean, funny. Yeah, like it looks they, like you said. All right, buddy, say cheese for the camera. And leans back and <laughs> yeah, he's leaning back and cheesing so hard. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so. it's a great picture. But uh, we'll have that post in a day or two. Yeah. But back to what you said a second ago. Yep. My your other, other spot. spot. Uh, my fiance's dad, Joe, he he found a spot for me to hunt. Hopefully, where we haven't had a lot of luck with it yet. Uh, he's got a camera out, and, and we haven't baited at all. There's a couple apple trees around, so we've been yeah. trying to set up around those. Got well, and they pictures. should be dropping pretty heavy right now. They are, but the problem is cow pasture. So the cows are eating all that. Cows are eating it. There's a there's a logging road behind the pa- behind the pasture. We're gonna try to set up on probably this evening or tomorrow. Yeah, probably tomorrow. But uh, we're gonna see if we can get up in that road and see if we can get anything coming. But you got one good picture. Well, one picture of one deer, and he's walking away mm-hmm. from the apple tree. And I mean, he's a friggin' moose. Nice. He's the only picture we got him, but he's he's knotted still. He's got knots on the ends of his tines. Really? Yeah. I mean, huh. it's wild. If you didn't know any better, like, it, it literally looks like he's stuck his head in the ground and picked up apples with his antlers. That's crazy. Yeah. He should be about finished up by yeah. now. I mean, it, it huh. looks wild. I mean, he's he's a stud. 
I mean, I don't know what point he is. Just like I say, he's because he's walking away. Yeah. But you can see him knots on his antlers. He's he's going to be a big deer. Heck yeah! But he's in there awesome. once, and it was a very last light. Yeah. That's the it wasn't it was it'd be legal shooting light. I'm sure it'd be hard camera light, but it'd be shooting hard light. camera light. But it would be shooting light. So well, that's, that's the closest op the closest thing that we've had as far as. Mountaineer Outfitters. Yeah. Equipment and Outfitters, yeah. Mountaineer Equipment and Outfitters. All the phones are going off. Yeah, all the phones are on at the same time. <laughs> I'd block out somebody's phone number. Yeah, well, if that's your phone number, I apologize if you yeah. get random phone calls for, off yeah, of this podcast. But Anyway, go back to what you're saying. Just let it roll. Anyways, what are we talking about? <laughs> You were talking about a deer picking up apples with his antlers. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's picking moose. up, saving them for later, yeah, taking were, them with him. You were talking about this moose that we got over in East Tennessee. Yeah. Turn it off. I don't have it on. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Oh. It sounds like it. Yeah. I didn't have it on. Oh. Well, anyway. Anyways. Back to what we were saying Yeah, before. this one's going off the rails pretty quick here, This boys. is a good one. You gotta love it. <laughs> Uh, if it wasn't, if it didn't happen like that, it wouldn't be us. So that's the third time we've said that this podcast. Literally, quit, yeah, quit making did. excuses. Yeah, no excuses. Well, how big is that property you guys are looking? It's at? twelve acres, I believe. Okay, um, I'd say it's all cow pasture. Yeah, and uh, he said we can hunt it all we wanted to, and hunt it like hunt it like it was ours. So we'll, that's at awesome. least for that three day hunt. Yeah, if I don't have anything coming at my primary spot, like. You know, a day or two before, depending yeah. on how the deer cast looks. That's what I have to rely on a lot. Yeah, is the deer cast app. That thing is, oh yeah, spot on. They do a great job with that. App. Yeah, I've been I've, I've been watching like every night. I'll check and see what the deer movement's supposed to look like, and my you know the trail camera pictures reflect the, I guess you'd say the results of the app. Yeah, pretty p- perfect. Yeah, I mean it, it's pretty legit. So well, I'm have, is this? You said it's all pasture. Does it have a place where you can? get down at the bottom of it and see the pasture i mean yeah so actually we could do this, some long-range scouting is what i'm getting at. yes you can uh you can actually see it from the main highway technically well that's what we that's could, what we could, need to do is could, go sit on the side of the road yeah, and just you sit, sit there off the side of the road and watch uh but it's literally straight up it's steep that, mm-hmm. the pasture is pretty steep gets up to the top and woods are back behind it yeah. there's a gate in the left hand corner you can kind of go by and uh that's where that logging road is. It's grown up, like it's bad grown up. But there's some deer trails on the other side of it. Yeah, like you can you can visibly see the deer trails. That's where we set the camera up the other day. Yeah, but no other pictures other than some does and, and a cow or two coming through. I got you. But uh, but anyways, that's that's going to be a spot to. You know, that's the two spots I have to work with. That's what you got. And uh, so, and I mean it's private hunt only, private yeah, land, private only, land only. So. so I don't know how Mitch and Matthew's doing as far as that goes. I think Mitch said he f- for sure forgot a spot. Matthew was working on a spot or two. Yeah. But I think they're going into it blind. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think they've done any scouting. As far as my knowledge is, you know, they, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think they've got to do any scouting there because they're focused on North Carolina. Yeah. And bear hunting. I mean, that's their main big focus right now. So, yeah. So they haven't done a lot there. I think they're just going to go into it, and they'll probably have way better success than I have. And I've been watching this for well, three, four weeks now, boys, hard. They just have a knack for finding good spots. They do, them. and they can. Anybody track. listening to this podcast, if you have a good spot to deer hunt in East Tennessee, and you would like yeah. to give the holler hunters a chance, email us at ahollerhunters yeah. at gmail We'll do you some favors or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do something. something. Yeah, do some gardening or bring you some mulch or do something. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure do something out something. For you. There you go. But 
But that being said, I've got some shooters. Yeah. You know, the unknown deer. Yep. Over on the secondary property. And then, but that primary property does have some good deer there. There's not a shortage of deer there. Yeah. I've, this is kind of going to transition into what we're going to talk That's about next. That's what I was going to say. This will bring us into our next topic. Yep. Uh, and I've named most of them. Yep. Uh, there's one 10, beautiful 10, mm-hmm. named him Big John. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the reason why we call it here in a second, but got Big John. He's a Big 10. Yep. I've only got a handful of pictures of him. Got one pretty good video of him. Good body deer. I'd say he's probably three, three year old or something like that, three and a half. Yep. And uh, I would 100% take him. That's my first option. And then got two eights. One eight, I've only seen like one time. He's not a great eight. He's real short tined. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I've got another eight there. I really hadn't named him yet. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just kind of there. Both of the eights are not there often. Yeah. Uh, and then one six point really tall six point he's he's an older deer yeah you can tell he's older by his body boy his face is and stuff you can tell he's an older deer and he goes straight up yeah i mean he his times are probably two foot tall i mean honestly straight up. that's awesome yeah and named him slim jim (laughs) (laughs) big john and slim jim but uh that's for sure two shooters well technically four either those eight points is to come they're not they're not big big uh gross scoring deer well, but during By a three-day velvet season, just to get a uh, yeah, get a buck in velvet, go for it. Yeah, either yeah. one of those, and I'm Heck not greedy yeah. a bit. I don't have to have a 130 inch, 140 inch deer to be happy. I mean, yeah. it's great. It would be it's nice, awesome. but that's yeah. not a requirement. But for the short amount of time there, and just to get a buck in velvet, shoot yeah, I'm going at it. I mean, now, how many buck to... tags do you have in Tennessee? Uh, is I, it a one buck or two buck state? I think it's two buck, but I think for velvet, you know, obviously just the one. Yeah, just the one during the velvet season. Yeah. I could be wrong. They might get three. I haven't looked at it. I looked at the price and everything, but I haven't looked at the tags because let's just be real here. <laughs> I ain't going to reach none of that anyways. Yeah, probably, you're, go- so. you're going to wait till the night before to purchase that license anyhow. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Last it, it'll minute. be last, last minute. Oh. Might as well. I mean, we don't ain't going to have a chance. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm, like I say, I'm going to go set anyways <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, let's not let's not wait till after you shoot the deer to buy Yeah, let's tag. wait till the day after, and then we'll purchase and call it anyways. We're kidding. Just yeah. we're kidding. Calm we're, down. We're Calm down. We're do playing. That. We're playing. But uh, but that, like I say, is going to bring us into what we we're going to talk about with naming deer. Yeah. Uh, you asked me the other day. It's like, why in the world do you call him Big John's? Like, well, to be honest with you, it's the first thing that comes to my head. Yeah. I was just, you know, I'll explain better here. One of our topics, the topic we're getting into, is the process of naming a deer. Yeah. You know, I've always loved the idea of naming deer, and yeah. everybody has. Yeah. You know, likes to be able to name one. And uh, first chance I get, I'm going to try to name it. But I'm not good with names mm-hmm. at all. Never have been. <laughs> but when it comes to naming one, I've never had a really a good uh, process of figuring a name. Yeah. Because most deer names are the same thing. Everybody uses the same stuff. Yeah. You know, Ninja Star or whatever. I've heard that one a lot. Like, I've heard that on like four, 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 four different <laughs> shows I've watched. And there's been a, a, a deer they've been after called Ninja Star. That's a new one. Like well, that's, that's like, one I've seen a lot. Ninja Star, Mufasa, uh, Bulldozer. Uh, there's a bunch. Yeah, so there's a lot like of like you shot last year. I ain't heard of one Tex. I've had two deer in my lifetime named Tex, and they both earned the name. The yeah. one you shot, and then the other one yeah, we yeah. never never got an opportunity at. But yeah, Mufasa is one that I hear a lot of people is it? naming a deer. That the first time I ever heard that was the guys with Whitetail Properties. 
um, Gabe, no, it wasn't Gabe, but there it was uh, Pete Alfonso or somebody like it. He hunts out in Kansas a lot. Yeah. And he had a giant named Mufasa. Yeah. It was over 200 inches. And then I heard David Blanton name one, and now it's like you hear yeah. it all the time. So Yeah, that, that, with naming a deer, that's one thing I hate is I don't want it to be copied. Yeah, something I want common. It to be, yeah. You want it to be original. Right. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, my process has been whatever the first thing comes to my head is. Yeah. And going through trail camera pictures, and when I saw that 10 come out, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's mm-hmm. Big John. For whatever reason, couldn't tell you. That was the first thing that clicked. There's Big John. Yeah. That's it. So it stuck. That's what stuck. And then when him. that six come out behind him, I was like, well, that's Big John. Well, there's Slim Jim because he's so slim antlered. Yeah. Yep. Well, my process of naming a deer probably makes no sense to anybody else, or maybe it does. So that's what I wanted to get into asking asking you, you know, and, and our listeners as well. Yeah. Give us, it gives you a reason to comment and email us, so forth, so on. What's your process of naming a deer? Well, my process of naming a deer is not something that happens very fast. Like with you, it was the first thing you thought of, and bam, right. he's got a name. I have to have a history with that deer. Like with Tank, I had a history with that deer. We've been watching that deer for four years. We watched his mannerisms. We watched him blow up the body size, the horn, the antler size, and everything. And I mean, that's just, he was the dominant deer in that area, and he would just plow through everything like a bulldozer right. or a tank. It was honestly between bulldozer or a tank. I mean, that was in tank, stuck with him. Um, the Slick Six, which is a deer we have on camera this year on one of our farms. Yep. He's a seven-year-old deer. We've been watching this deer since he was two and a half. He has been a six-point since he was two and a half. He ha- he would be a mainframe eight, but he's got no brow tines. He's never had any brow right. tines, and that's why we called him the Slick Six. It just it fits. just it just fits, yeah. and it just took him a while. It took to a, get it. Yeah, it took the first year. We're like, well, that's a no brow tine six-pointer. Then the next year, he's a no brow tine six-pointer that's bigger, and I'm like, well. And then the next year, he's a no brow time six pointer, and I'm like, that's when he got the name of the slick six. It took to the, to the third season. Right now we're on season four or five with him. I mean, Dad had an opportunity. Dad had him at twenty yards last yep. year, yeah. broadside during rifle season, twenty yards for Gosh. like thirty minutes, and would not shoot him because he was waiting on a bigger deer. That bigger deer did not have a name because it was a deer we did not have a history yeah. with that I know of. Yeah, right, and so. That's kind of what I'm dealing with this year. That same area where we've got the Slick Six, we've got a Big Nine, another Big Eight, and then a Crab Claw Eight that are all three shooter deer. Right. But we don't have a history just with Just no them. history. There's just know. not enough history. The one deer, the other Big Eight, may be the same one that we had last year toward the end of the season. I've got to go back and do some comparison and stuff Yeah. once he finishes out. But... uh. We may end up naming that deer. Yeah. But Tank's still on the loose, hopefully. Who knows? We ha- who knows? We right. haven't had any pictures. All we've had up there is bears. Yep. So that spot's still kind of TBD. Um, we've got one that's got a, looks like a turkey foot on his G2. Yep. So we'll probably end up doing something with that. I don't know if we'll call him right. turkey foot or what we'll call him, but. Right. Um. Yeah, it just for me it takes a couple of years, but where I've hunted these same farms for so long, it, yeah, I guess that's just kind of my process with it. Um, right. Yeah, that was that was kind of where I wanted to lead up with it was again everybody's got a different way of, yeah. of doing it, and it's yeah. something I personally haven't heard about. 
you know, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. People's got a process for it. Yeah. But I wanted to get your take on it and, well, and I, see what your thought was. I also kind of try to wait until after they shed their velvet. Because usually, like, with this farm here, once these deer shed their velvet, Slick Six going to run everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. And if there is one mature deer left on this farm besides him, it will surprise me. He's just, he's freaking, he's a he's a monster. His yep. horns are not a monster. He's a dang good deer. He's bigger. I will say I saw him on the hoof this week for the first time this year. He's big. I mean, yep. he he's tall. He's not real wide. He probably ain't 16 inches inside, but Jesus, his, his tines are tall. He's way bigger than he looks on camera. And I got to thinking, because most of the time they look bigger on camera than they look in person. Well, this deer's got the opposite effect going on because his body is so big. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's at least a seven-year-old deer. He'll weigh probably close to 250 pounds or better. And his body's so big that it makes his horns look smaller, similar to the way it does up in Canada. Yeah. You hear him yeah. talking about the huge body in a lot of places in the Midwest. I mean, they have bigger body deer than us. Right. And when the bodies get to a certain point, it makes the antlers look smaller until you get your hands on them and you're like, holy crap, what did yeah. I just do? <laughs> Been there. Um, I think that's what's going on with this deer. I think he yeah. may, I think as a slick six pointer, he may push into the mid 120s at low 130s. Yeah. And that's, yeah, saying something for a freaking six pointer. That's a lot. Well, and he, even though we still call him the slick six, he's got one brow tine for sure this year that might make an inch long, so it may be a scoreable brow tine. Yeah. The other side, I'm not real sure if it's going to make or not. But Right. Either way, he is the top of our hit list. Yeah. Even though that nine point's going to outscore him by a lot, that nine point's going to push in the 140s. Yeah. But that six-pointer is our number one hit list buck. Yeah. As we saw last year with the seven-point. Age... Over beauty for me. Uh, yep. I mean, I, I go for the high score or the highest age deer before I go for the high scoring yep. deer. Good old And deer. I go for whatever. We'll step out in front of me if I can take it. <laughs> if it's brown, it's down. Just an opportunity. Yeah, yeah you dang right. If, it'll, if it's, you know, I know I try to ideally think, you know, try to be outside of here. I kind of like that yeah. mentality. Yeah. Of, of a, well, that's what we do in South Carolina, right. at least and down there. I guess it's because that was really the first time I've had to really work with it because, mm-hmm. This will kind of almost roll into our next part. We'll we'll hold off on it though. Yeah. But kind of, how would you go about what's a shooter for you? Yeah. And that's one thing we've talked about also is how you hate to hear people bashing other people about what they shot. Like, yeah, if you're happy with it, great. Yeah. But the question leads to that is, what makes you decide that's a shooter or not a shooter? Well, and everybody's you, got a lot of different ways and characteristics. Some people want big scoring deer. Yeah. Some want older deer like you do. And yeah. And I don't know that I've really come to that point yet of realizing what, I mean, I, I know, you know, currently, again, my idea of a shooter is if he's outside the ears and it presents opportunity, it's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Not if he's tall time or short time or whatever, just because I'm still fairly new to it. Yeah, well, I mean, and overall, as you develop as a deer hunter and you will, and over time, I mean, it just, it's it'll experience. All, it'll change. And, yeah, it'll, it'll change. Right. And like me, if you would asked me five years ago, which deer was my number one hit list buck, it would for sure have been that nine. Right. Because he is the biggest scoring deer I have on camera right now. And then that six would have been, the slick six would have been probably third down because that other eight right. is going to be in the 40s too. I mean, it, he would have he would not have been my number one hit list deer for no by no means. Right. Five years ago, I wouldn't have put a 120-inch deer over a 140-inch deer, but 
as you mature as a hunter and as you grow your priorities i guess change yeah i mean that's what i kind of figure as you kill more deer and kill bigger deer then you start to adjust i guess yeah. i don't know i mean i don't get me wrong it tickles shit out of me if i had 150 inch deer yeah. on camera oh, that yeah. God, yeah he would he would jump to the top of the list yeah, pretty yeah. quick but that's just like last year tank was scoring 150 inches there was another 10 over there that was 140 inch deer they weren't the top of the list that seven point was my number yeah. one deer and then once i took him out then tank jumped to the next spot yeah and then i missed him and he ran away and then I took whatever presented right. itself next because yeah. I was pissed. Right. right. And I don't blame you. That, yeah, that, they man. were in trouble after I missed Tank. Yeah. I, I was bitter and I was mad. I had yeah, bad intentions. You had a score to settle. you damn right. There yeah. was going to be bloodshed one God, way or another. Yeah, I had care bad. which one it yep. was. All right. Yep. But yeah, that just kind of led me to there. I, I was, I don't know if you'd say curious, but wanted to talk, bring that up to some extent. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, that moves us into our next segment. We were talking about in Jedediah. This is where you're going to come in on this. Um, you guys are both fairly new to hunting, yeah. deer hunting. I mean, and especially you jetted out. Last no. year was your first season, correct? Yeah, it was my first season going hunting. And a lot of people, hunting can be, we make it harder than it should be. Yep. I yeah. mean, as an industry, we make it because we set such high standards for, and whether it's purposefully or not, I right. mean, they see all the hunting shows and stuff, and they see people talking about killing five and six and seven year old deer and, and killing scoring deer and right. being able to do this and being able to do that. So I wanted to talk about what are some of the challenges that you guys as new hunters faced, and then resources that you use to learn and to develop as a hunter on your first season and to eventually find success. Yeah, I uh, I had never been brought up around guns or hunting or anything like that, and I'd always wanted to do it. And I found a buddy in college; he had been hunting, and he invited me down to go hunting with him last year. And I didn't even have a deer rifle at the time that he invited me. I was like, "Well, I gotta find a gun." Yeah. So I come up here to Shane's place and found me a nice gun that I was tickled to death with. Oh, dude, you bought a honey for your oh, first oh, deer oh, rifle. Oh, that yeah. thing is freaking yeah. sweet. It, and it's accurate i haven't changed a lick on it uh-uh. it's accurate well that was and, that was one of the reasons i steered you toward that gun because yeah. that gun come from a buddy of mine what he bought it it's a browning a bolt 308 okay no, and it enough. already had optic on top of it and it was set i mean my buddy brought it over just because he was cleaning his safe out a little bit he wanted to make some room and i've watched him hunt with that gun for years yeah I knew it was on. He told me what ammo he used, and I mean, you you basically walked right into a gun ready to go. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I got that gun and made sure it was right for me. Went, took it out, shoot, shooting a little bit, and finally got to go deer hunting. I mean, like Shane does, he makes the farm ready all year. I mean, he's yep. feeding, he's everything. I didn't have that. I didn't have pictures of deer. I didn't have anything. You we, went in blind. We went into a lease that my buddy's dad had blind. Big old field, 400 yards to the back wall. I ain't never made a shot at 400 yards. <laughs> I mean, not many people have. And my buddy said, man, you ain't, you ain't going to be able to see the deer walk out at 400 yards. I didn't believe him. He told me, hey, there's deer in the field. I had to pick my binoculars up to see them. <laughs> and first night we went in, I'd gotten down there that morning, and we're down Bertie County, way down country in the swamps. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we we went into the blind and sat there for a while, 
saw about 14 deer that day i mean we had a ton of deer in the field and yeah. didn't never see a buck i was like i want to kill my first deer he was like there's a doe at 125 yards take your shot yeah and it was a bad place shot i was tickled to death and i had to lean around the window because i shoot lefty i'm a weird person <laughs> and uh, it was a bad place shot but i put her down i mean she run maybe 50 yards and laid down and died and well and that's the awesome thing about a caliber the size of 308 oh, yeah. for you starting out it gives you more room for air yeah. yeah and i mean tickled to death with it we quartered her out and come back three days later and didn't see a deer in the field hardly at all yeah we were right on the button of last shooting light and i saw an eight point walk out yeah oh man i was tickled to death oh, i was I like guarantee it i've shot my first deer and now i've got an eight point in the field i was like yeah buddy he was like you gonna shoot it and i was like oh yeah and he's sitting <laughs> over here behind me with his fingers in his ear because that that thing it's got some loud power to it you yeah know, especially in that little blind but put a good shot on him and it was dark before we went looking didn't even find a blood trail saw him before we even found the blood trail that's but awesome. i was like beginner's luck i reckon because we hadn't done any scouting on this on either of the deer yeah and we got two deer down in the field and i was tickled to death it made my skin crawl i i was more tickled when we saw the deer laying down than i was when i shot it yeah i mean shane he he goes stupid when he hits one (laughs) and i i was calm and collected until i saw that deer and i lost it in the middle of a field that probably two or three acre field i was jumping up and down tickled to that's awesome god yeah you but, got the bug, didn't you? Oh man, I got the bug. It it crawled all over me, and I, I'm so excited for this season. I'm trying to learn as much as I can from Shane and Christian. Like he he's helped me a lot, even though he's just starting out. Like he said, but I mean, I'm trying to learn anything and everything I can from them. Well, did you oh, get yeah. any buck fever when you went to aim at the deer? When you saw the deer in the scope, were you oh, nervous or oh, shaking man, or went, anything? I tried to pick my rifle up out of the corner of the blind and i was shaking like a leaf i was like oh my god i I don't know if i'm gonna be able to shoot him shaking like this (laughs) oh yeah and uh he he was broadside when i picked my rifle up and then he started quartering away and i was like oh no this deer's gonna walk right out of this field he come out maybe 15 yards out into the field hit some corn and then went right back walking back towards the tree line yeah and i just threw it on his shoulder as best i could and i just squeezed the trigger and hoped and prayed to the good Lord <laughs> oh, yeah. above it. It was a good shot. And my buddy's like, did you hit him? I was like, oh, yeah, I hit him. He jumped and hit the ground before he actually could run. I mean, yeah. he smacked the ground. You broke that shoulder. Yeah. yeah, I hit that offside shoulder, and yep. I knew it was a good shot when I saw that. I was just hoping and praying because the way he ran, there's a swamp. My buddy said, if I can find blood, we can find him. But if he's in that swamp, we can't get him. Mm-hmm. and i just I, I about broke down i was like no he ran that way but yeah might have might have run 50 60 yards and he laid down God, about yeah. 20 yards in the tree line that's, that's what awesome. you want that's oh, exactly man. what you want yeah. well and you aim at that offside shoulder if they're cordoning in the way that's a dead deer because you're oh, blowing yeah. the heart out and you're blowing the front leg out yeah you, you've yeah, got it was, him it was a great shot oh, yeah. on him when we when we cleaned him out he it, i mean it was right through 
That's awesome. Right to that offside shoulder, and I was tickled to death. I was like, oh, Well, and man. you've got a freezer full of deer meat, too. So, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I tell you what, we had some of the uh, tenderloins. Me and Jordan cooked some tenderloins the other night, and oh, man, that was good stuff. Gosh, yeah, yeah, boy. Can't, you can't beat it. You just no. can't. No, and it's always fun to pull a pack of deer meat if you've got any left out of the freezer right now because we're so close to season. Yes. And it's just a, just a little reminder of why we're doing this. And yep. that was the one thing with shooting that doe. I I wanted some meat in the freezer. Yeah. I mean, some people, they do it for a lifestyle. They'll go out and hunt for fun, for sport, whatever. But I wanted meat in the freezer. I want to be able to have meat for the winter. Yeah. If I, I don't want to go to the supermarket and buy something. Well, I don't and, have to. And we've seen over the last year how you can't rely on the supermarket to have what yeah, you need exactly. all the time. You never know when this yep. is going to hit again. And yep. everybody else was out of hamburger. And I mean... I didn't have room for any more hamburger in my freezer. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, it was packed up from deer yeah, season. Absolutely. Right. Now, it's starting to get a little thin right now, but it's all, all right. We're getting close to season. We're getting close. And, <laughs> getting back around. You know, once again, I've got bad intentions. <laughs> That's right. First week or two of bow season, if I ain't got a big shooter on camera during the daylight, I feel bad for some does. Oh, yeah. yes. Absolutely. I like, that's one thing I like to do if I can is if I don't have any big shooters on camera, get a spot on the edges away from my best spots go start taking some does out yeah i mean get used to shooting something again get get yeah. it's muscle yeah. memory it's and they give you tags for it why not yep. use those exactly. tags? I'm about to say you're the same paying, thing you're paying for it why not use well right. and if you've already shot a couple animals you become so much calmer when that opportunity especially with a bow yeah. right i mean with a bow it's more important in my opinion to take a couple of shots early and get get some experience behind you and that's something for you that that's i think I'm, is going to be key this year yep and that's what i was getting ready to say that's something i've all, in a sense regretted ever since i've started deer hunting is waiting 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 well you've got all these doe yeah. tags again like i say why waste them you're waiting for a buck and you need to go right. ahead and start getting you don't some have experience. to you don't have to it's kind of what you just said a second ago i wanted to hit on that is get away from your main spots yeah uh you know which is easier said than done in some cases. Well, if you've got small farms, it's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, because right. small farms, a lot of times, you don't have but maybe one or two setup opportunities. Right. But if you've got a larger track of property, you can drag those into anywhere. Yeah. And There's especially also game lands. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, a lot of people think well, game lands. You know, a lot of people's going to hunt big deer. And that's what most people's trying to do is wait for a buck too. But. You know, just to fill some doe tags, game lands is the way to go. Well, and as far as from a management side of it, I know you guys hadn't quite maybe got there yet to thinking about managing, but like on our farm here, we have to do, we have to consider the doe population in our management. If you get too many does, it's not only going to affect the number of bucks that stay on your property year round, but it's going to affect the size of the deer as well because they're competing for food. It causes extra stress in the deer, which causes less horn growth. And not yep. to mention, it's if they're competing, they're, none of them's getting as much nutrition, so yep. they're all going to suffer. Yeah. And all of these things translate right back into antler growth. Yep. And that's something as a land manager that you've got to think of once you get to right. the point where you've got a property that you can hunt every year and a property where you want to start developing these deer, you've got to consider that. Yep. Absolutely. Conservation, baby. Yep. So, but, anyway, but back into your point. What was my point again? I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. I got, I got, a, thing about, I got yep. a thing about dough meat, and now I've got, I got sideways on it. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, that was one thing I kind of regret is, is not using those up. And because it's going to be my first year with compound, yep. that's that's my goal is go other places, you know, watch my deer cast. If I know it's not going to be a great day to try to kill 
one of my shooter bucks on either of my properties, I'm going to take that opportunity to go see if I can kill a doe somewhere. Well, and we may bring you over here because, like I said, we need to kill some does. And I'm all about it. I've got zero deer meat in my freezer right now. Zero. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got deer meat, deer meat. I'm like, mm-hmm. That must be nice. Well, and I've got, some, nice. I've got some shrubbery fields. Tech's got that gone. Some, did he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got some shrubbery fields that need some deer management. We lost about yep. four or $5,000 worth of plants last year off of does. Yeah. Mowing them down and... So we we've got plenty of places to yeah I'm, that we I'm need to manage to the manage the population. Well, I've never bit. even I've never killed anything with a compound. I'm so you, you're if gonna, I can get a doe with compound to start off, I'll be in a lot better. You shape. are going to lose your I, bananas I, whenever. I mean, I'm hoping hopefully I'm lucky enough to make it happen this Tennessee velvet hunt because that's what I'm going to be using in. Yeah. Because I haven't been able to shoot. I haven't met, got to do nothing with my crossbow yet, and I'd really like to steer away from it if I could, just because just from a personal standpoint, nothing against shooting with crossbow at all. Yeah. What I've done for years now, not a thing. But I'd kind of like to steer away from it and use a compound while I can. Yeah. You know, once you get older, a lot of people struggle with being able to pull back and so forth, so on. And yeah. I'm young. I don't have any reason why I shouldn't. Yeah. It's my personal opinion about myself. Is yep. No reason I shouldn't be able to. Well, right now. do what makes you happy. Right. I mean, 100%. It's you, all about personal choice. What yeah. What makes you happy? And see, I get, I get, I go sideways every time I shoot a deer. It don't matter. If yeah, it's it don't a, matter. A bow or a crossbow or a rifle or a muzzleloader or a freaking spear or whatever I, <laughs> i'm gonna get i'm gonna get twisted it don't oh, yeah, matter what it is sure, dose, yeah. uh, and i'll tell you one thing like yeah i love shooting my rifle when i go hunting i love i love rifle hunting but whenever i watch deer hunting on youtube or something i love watching somebody shoot something with a bow yeah i mean it's yeah you gotta track it sometimes sometimes it'll put them down but it it just it helps my heart just watching that. Well, I'm and like, it tickles just, me to death. It, le- it adds a level of excitement because yeah. it adds so many elements of unknown. Yeah. There's so many things that can go wrong while you're bow hunting. Yeah. Like Tank last year. Yeah, <laughs> like with Tank. hurt your mean, heart, but I mean, just well, the tree branch. The If we've reviewed the trajectory of that arrow, that arrow was already starting its dive. Yeah. And from the angle of the camera and stuff, that arrow was... It was a 10-ring shot. Yeah, yeah, it was a 10-ring shot. That deer was dead. Mm-hmm. When, and that that was with a crossbow. Yeah. I mean, because that spot, we cannot bow hunt it once the leaves. We can't compound hunt it once yeah. the leaves yeah. fall. There's just there, no cover. There's no cover. At all. At all. And that just goes to show you there's no done deal, even with a crossbow. Yep. Shit happens whenever you're slinging arrows. Yep. That's just part of it. Yep. There's a lot, a lot of factors the, to it, and that kind of... Yeah rings back to what our original conversation was with yeah. about being new hunters yeah you know he's been, it's been his first year have you tried anything with a bow yet at all when i was younger i tried to shoot somebody's bow i was about too young to even try and pull it back it was it was a lower weight it might have been 55 60 pounds but i wasn't a strong young boy so i didn't hit even hit the target but i'd like to try and start yeah. hunting trying to shoot one yeah just to see if i can do it just to be able to have that aspect of hunting just yeah. broaden my well and it spectrum i don't know how it's going to be down there where you're moving to yeah. down near Bertie, but up here if you don't bow hunt you have an extremely short season yep. because Absolutely. our bow season starts early and then we have two weeks of muzzleloader it goes back in the bow season until the end of november we only have three weeks of rifle yep. season yeah. And then it goes back into bow season again to the first of the year. Yep. Which, so if you're not hunting with a bow, 
Yeah. You're killing your whole deer season. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. that, I mean, it tickles me to death. Because, yeah. let's just face it, there's, if you figure the number of deer you're going to lose and young deer and stuff, just from a management standpoint, during rifle season, those odds go way up. Yep. Because there's so many small tracts of land up here and there's so many Christmas tree fields and stuff. And, I mean, to each his own, everybody can hunt the way they want to hunt. But I had a property that I was trying to hunt last year. And you can get up on top of the mountain and you can see tons of different tree farms. I went up there during rifle season and sneaking into my spot. And I look, you can, I could see between five and ten different trucks every evening sitting in these tree fields and these guys were just rolling up in these tree fields rolling the window down in the truck and propping the rifle out the yep. window and sitting there yeah. yep and i mean like i say to each his own that's not my style of hunting no, i don't right. not i don't believe in hunting like that i don't no. believe in deer hunting like that mm-hmm. not to mention i'm pretty sure it's illegal to fire out of a motor vehicle it even yes. if it's not running you have to yes. be 25 feet away or 15 feet away yeah so, you have to be away from the vehicle yeah that's what i thought even if it's not running you can't even use a vehicle to prop up on one legally that's, technically that's what i thought if but, you're well on private land i guess it don't matter but yeah at least for i know for sure for public it's yeah. you know grain yeah. lands it's you have to be away from it well either way that's to me that's not i mean no. that's going out and hanging out and sitting in the truck listening to the radio and right. shooting like shit. say to each his own that's fun you know if that's great, what you want to do it. that's if fun that's what you consider a good topic great have but at it. that is one of the reasons that standpoint. it tickles the crap out of me that we only have a three-week rifle season and yeah. this could be yeah. a very controversial topic yeah. i might take some heat off this but i lose a lot less deer during bow season and muzzleloader season than i do rifle season yeah. i mean once again they're not your deer no until you put your tag on it it's not your deer right but from a management standpoint as far as the herd in general goes i like to see the herd develop a little bit right now if you are want to go shoot you a four point on your property if you do so legally or a spike or whatever you be my guest go do it if it makes you happy you do it you go get that deer but just looking from trying to grow deer standpoint it you lose a lot less right yeah yeah no i agree with you 100 percent. i mean it's kind of go again it's coming back full circle to what we were talking about yeah. being new hunters getting for me to get started uh whenever i first started considering it and started wanted to get into it yeah i went and bought a crossbow first thing yeah because that was my that was my idea was both seasons way longer than rifle season is yeah i don't i don't have a rifle that's mine i could i could have got anybody's rifle i wanted to yeah. it would let me borrow it but i wanted to do it independently as i could and so went and bought a crossbow so i knew i could use it well, and the learning the curve. Season. You can so use it all through rifle yeah, season. Yeah, and the learning well. curve is so much easier with a crossbow. Yeah. yeah, and that was that was my idea of how I was going to be able to hunt the most amount of time. Yeah, and, and have a best shot at it. And uh, the biggest thing was just finding land. Yeah. yeah, that was the next big. Hurdle. Well, that was another thing I wanted to get into it with you. You want to take a quick break and then we can jump back? Yeah, into we're this real running quick. a little long on this. Let's yeah. take a break. We will be back shortly with the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Bone Collector Game Calls, the official game calls of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Whether it's locator calls, turkey calls, or deer calls, you can find all your calls at bonecollector.com. Proudly made in the USA. I've got a problem. What is it? I've got this trail camera put up, supposed to be sailor, and I cannot get send pictures to me whatsoever. Was it a Tacticam? No, it's some other one I picked up, I think, at Walmart. Well, there's your problem right there, man. Tacticam has the best trail cameras on the market as far as the cell cams go. Really? Yeah, they pick up in places that no other camera will, 
They send pictures to your phone and you can set it to send once a day, twice a day, or every time it takes a picture. So you mean to tell me it's still going to get out and send pictures in these rough, awful parts of this country in Appalachian Mountains? Man, it sends me pictures in places my cell phone won't even get out. Really? Yeah, so you need to pick one of those things up because you don't know what you're missing. I think I'll do that this evening. Go get your attack to Camera VLX. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. Hey, buddy, you got your bow set up for this year? Uh, not really, not yet. Well, what broadhead are you planning on using? I, I haven't figured it out yet. You really need to go check out NAP Broadheads. They've got a line of new broadheads out, including the new DK4, and then my personal favorite is the Spitfire Double Cross. Oh, really? Ain't the DK4 like the mix between a mechanical and a fixed broadhead? It sure is, and it's like throwing a hatchet through the side of a deer. You're going to have blood trails that look like you've sprayed them with a water hose. That's what I'm talking about. If that's the case, I think I'm going to go with one of those. Go check them out. All right, guys, we are back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. We were right in the middle of a discussion, and we had to cut it for just a minute, so we had to go to break. Um, but we were talking about, as new hunters, the issues that you face trying to learn how to hunt and get into hunting and how you've dealt with them. The first thing, I guess one of the first things, once you find your weapons and stuff that you're going to hunt with, is finding a place to hunt. Yeah. And so go over kind of what you guys, your process. I mean, we've already talked about you going with Bandit and going to Family Lease and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, honestly, I almost backtrack almost is is as far as that, you know, before the land is having somebody to get you into it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and everybody's got their own way of getting into hunting. And like you, it was, uh, I guess it was your buddy yeah, that, that asked friend. you if you wanted to go. Yeah. Did you have any wants to go hunting before then? Or I had been wanting to go hunting since I was old enough. Say I was 18. I wanted to go hunting, but I'd never had anybody to show me anything. Right. My yeah. dad never took me out hunting. I didn't have any close right. family members to take me out hunting. So... I just, I always wanted to go, just didn't have anybody to help right. me and that's along where, the way. Yeah, and that was where I was in the same boat. Like, yeah. I learned to hunt since I was a kid. Just nobody in my immediate family went hunting, besides for my great-grandpa. And then, like I say, mentioned boar, he'd passed, so forth, so on. Yeah. But anyways, there's got to be something there to implant, to know, to plant that seed that you want to go hunting in the first place. Yeah. And hopefully... Well, and our platform is, is is that for somebody. Yeah, you know, for some people, it's watching a video yeah. or seeing yeah. an ad or whatever it may be. I always wanted to just because it's 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 local. A lot of people do it locally, yeah. and that's kind of where yeah. it started with me. And uh, but hopefully, like I say, that our well, platform is that for somebody. That's the beautiful thing about this digital age that we're living in right now. When we were young, you didn't have a YouTube to go on and just. Yep. And right now, like younger kids, they're on YouTube all the time. All yeah. the time. I mean, my cousin's little boy, he's constantly on YouTube yep. watching one thing. Another. So my little sister all and the time. And they're stumbling onto stuff. And you never know how many people are going to stumble onto something like our stuff. Right. Yeah. Or stumble onto Seek One or the Hunting Public or right. something like that. And it's going to get a lot of people interested in hunting that yeah. we may not have reached before. And then you couple that on top of this last year the pandemic and everything there were a lot of people that may have quit hunting yep. for one reason or another got too busy family life all that stuff or had never really considered hunting because they never really thought of it as a sustainable source of food or anything right. like that yeah. you can always just go to the supermarket well what yep. do you do when the supermarket closed that's a thought that yep. most people never thought about yep yeah and then in the last year they were forced to yep mm-hmm. so it's bringing a lot of people into the hunting community hopefully they will stay i mean 
of course as things go back to normal we're not there yet with this new variant and all this right. other stuff but um eventually hopefully fingers crossed things will return to a new version of normal yeah and hopefully these people that have either got into hunting for the first time or fallen back in love with hunting will stick with it yeah but yeah i'm hooked <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean like you're that's your head yeah. so that's exactly right so but yeah that got kind of brought us in you know got to have that seed there first yeah. yeah you know once you get there your next step would be weapons like you mentioned yeah like what are you going to hunt with yeah then where are you going to hunt you yeah. got you know for for somebody new coming in at least for me anyways you had it's almost uh overwhelming yeah it can be we, a big task yeah we, we i think we kind of hit on this a little bit in an earlier podcast slightly you know yeah. about being new and hunting and getting into hunting you know what it's what it, you know what you want to do but it like I say, for a new hunter, it's almost overwhelming. At least it was for me. Yeah. You know, family's like, where are you going to go hunt? Well, what are you going to hunt with? How are you going to pay for this? How are you going to pay for that? And, you know, not really downing you, but, like, yeah. when you get questioned these things, it, it is. Uh, it it, it makes you question over, yourself. Yeah. Right. It makes you question yourself on how, like, okay, how am I actually going to do this? And it don't have to be that hard. It no. all goes back to what you said earlier in the podcast is we make it harder than it really is. Yep. You know, and... and for me, you know, once you sat down and rationalize a little bit, it was, okay, deer season is this long. Most of it's a bow. Goes back to where, okay, that I'm going to get a bow. Yeah. You yeah. know, then you cross that off your list. Then, when I, where are you going to hunt? And that was where we're, where we're into now is, how do you go about figuring that out? Yeah. You know, I was lucky enough, the, the place where I was living, or the lady I was renting, we were renting from, she had like six or seven acres there all woods behind our place yeah and there were some deer around yeah and she said yeah if you want to hunt there you're more than welcome to sign the permission and all of that and uh i was lucky enough to get it to that way but how would somebody go about finding land to hunt yep if you don't have that and that's where public land comes in public land is key i yep. mean that is that's why it's there yep there's I not mean, a lot of it but there's enough of, there's enough of well it. we are fairly blessed where we yeah, live we are we have yeah. a lot of public land in this area i mean you've got the national forest over here at pisgah you've got the places on the other side of the county that's um national forest game land stuff like that so we're very lucky yep and so, most states most places in most states have somewhere within 45 minutes to an hour where you can yep. find some public land are you going to kill a giant there probably not you never know you might yep. find one i mean they're there yeah. oh yeah but a public land deer i will say is way smarter than a private land deer in most mm-hmm. cases because they are pressured more. they are pressured yeah. more and they didn't get that big for no reason i mean they yep. know how to dodge hunters mm-hmm. yep but that's also it just brings timing into consideration if you can catch him in the rut when he's thinking with the wrong right thing he you can make catch him making a right. mistake yeah. and all this boils down to experience honestly yep. if you're in a situation like that i here i mean you don't know these things until you're in it and doing it yeah it took me you know being around hunters and stuff not a lot of people that deer hunted honestly i had, it took a while to learn all this yeah you know you hear some of it through conversation but until you're actually there and in it it takes a while to absorb all of that and really mm-hmm. learn the ins and outs of it yeah it is you know it is definitely more than just going out setting up and shooting a deer yeah obviously yeah. There is some time that goes into it and some preparation, but what I'm trying—I don't know—I'm trying to work myself around to another point. But, yeah. But I'm kind of hitting a brick wall with it, to be honest with you, just to be 
Well, straight up. Just what I would suggest to somebody trying to get in it, keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. Find something that's easy to use to kill a deer. Go to an area, look around, find the food, find the water, find the bed. Yep. You're looking for three things. You're finding yep. food, water, bed. When you can find an area where those three things cross, that's where you're going to kill a deer. Yep. And then start simple. Don't go in there trying to kill a 140-inch deer right off the bat. No. Go in there and shoot you a doe. Yep. I mean, it's just like Parker last year. The first deer she ever shot was a button buck. Yep. I thought it was a doe. I didn't look at it long. I just seen it. It was doe season. Yep. It was legal. And she pulled up. We had buck tags and doe tags, so it didn't matter. Right. If it was brown, it was down. Luckily here, button buck counts as antlerless. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Right. So matter at all. No. So just go out there. Keep it simple. You've got the rest of your life to make it more complicated. Right. You've got the rest of your life to let these freaking brown horny goats drive you insane. Yeah. So keep yeah. it simple to start off. Go out and have fun. Right. Go out and shoot you a freaking deer the first yep. time. Yep. First deer you see, kill it. And that's right. like a couple years ago, I actually tried to go hunting by myself. I'd gotten me a shotgun, and I'd seen a doe walking across my property every evening about five thirty, six o'clock. Yeah. I'd walk across the field right beside the house. I was like, well, I've got some buckshot and I've got some slugs. What do I want to use? I threw a couple of shells in the shotgun and I went out there and set and I didn't see her or nothing, but I wanted to get out there and do something. Yeah. I was ready and yeah. it was doe week or doe, it was doe time. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, I mean. You knew it was legal and I you knew were going to go give yeah, it a shot. I was going to give it a shot. I was going to give it my best shot, but I didn't shoot anything, but I tried and that's what it takes is getting out there and trying to do something well and yep. anything you do you learn by doing absolutely yep. the first time you go out there you may be sitting out there and if you've never heard a deer blow it'll scare the oh the yeah it'll scare yeah. you to death yeah. you'll pee on yourself and you learn by getting out there and that deer blowing at you well then you get to thinking why is that deer blowing at me then you get to noticing the wind's blowing right at her well she's downwind yeah. to me so maybe next time i come out here i need to consider which way the wind's coming from versus which way i think the deer's going to come from right you start developing this thought process the more you get out there and do it, but there's no one that thinks about this right, right off the bat if you don't have someone to show you that. Right. Yeah. Which, once again, the digital age we're living in, there's an unlimited amount of information out there yep. if you want to find it. Yep. You can learn everything you need to know. I still learn stuff by getting on YouTube and getting on yep. all these different yep. platforms and watching these hunting shows and stuff. I, I learn stuff every day of listening to podcasts listening to people that's been doing this longer than i have that's been doing this in areas where they deal with things that we don't deal with because yeah. you can learn from all different parts of the country all kinds of different information that you can bring back in and apply to your area that's stuff that may not normally be done in your area yeah yep and you just always got to keep your ears open you learn more by listening than you do by talking yep Absolutely. keep your ears open and figure out what's going on yep to be honest with you, this is almost a tougher subject to, to talk about than it than originally thought. Yeah. Trying yeah. to think about it, like, just being real about it, the the topic was to what was the challenges for a new hunter coming in. and There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. I mean, I mean it, it really is. Like I say, it's, you know, you do want to keep it simple and, and, and get in with the base, you know, the basics yeah. and go from there. But at the same time, even then, it is still hard. Well, I mean, it, it can be overwhelming. You just you can't be afraid to make a mistake. Right. And, I mean, that goes all the way through the entire process from the time you buy your first gun or your, your first crossbow or whatever, all the way through after the kill and 
processing the deer and then what you do with the antlers later on and <laughs> yeah oh gosh you've been yeah. waiting on it yeah, i've been waiting. i've been Ooh, yeah all right so jedediah you didn't finish your story well i got that buck killed and i was about four hours away from home when i killed it and couldn't get a full shoulder mount i wanted a full shoulder mount for my first deer but i couldn't get it so we cut the antlers off and i brought just them got home. A skull cap yeah just got the skull cap i was gonna put it on a little mount myself get one off amazon well i was trying to figure out how to clean it because i didn't have anywhere to bowl it or anything like that i was like well i'll let it sit outside let it dry off and then i'll take a brush or something to it and i'll clean yeah. the cap off yeah well it had sat out there probably a week nothing sitting on the front porch yeah. i didn't think anything about it come home i'd taken my meat to the uh processor and i was like all right i'm going home to kill or to uh clean the skull cap off and i walk on the porch and my antlers are gone i was like what on earth is going on i thought somebody had moved them well people i live with they got home i said have y'all seen my antlers nope hadn't seen them i was like okay something's picked them up and walked off yeah so heartbroken first buck oh i guarantee me. it killed i guarantee me. it well it hurt my heart when you oh, told yeah. me about it well three months later well this this is where the good lord intervenes yeah everybody um, gets a chance everybody yeah. gets a learning experience absolutely yeah. three months later my cousin finds my deer antlers sitting out in the driveway almost run over and popped the tire Found them out in the driveway. So whatever took your antlers brought them back. Brought them back. The they, Lord made him. He said, all right, dummy, you get one. They, yep. they, they laid them down right in the driveway. So I well, guarantee you, you took these antlers that you've been missing so bad, and you put them in a vault somewhere, didn't you? Uh, yeah, a vault right on the front windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> the antlers were muddy. I didn't have anywhere in this house. I've got <laughs> one room to myself in this house, and that's it didn't bring them inside i was like they're muddy i'll let them dry off tonight laid them in the floorboard of the truck could have laid them anywhere well i left them on the windowsill come back from work the next day and they are gone again and i had wedged them on this windowsill with a big old plank of wood i mean this thing weighed 50 pounds or better and something got up there and got them have no clue might have been a raccoon coyote don't know but I came in and told Shane, I was I was like I can't tell Shane Shane will kill me, but I came in and I told Shane and he was like you big dummy. And yeah, I felt bad for you the yeah, first time. The second time I really time, did. The second that's time on me. that's on yeah, me. Yeah, you can. But, I can tell you where to find the sympathy off of the second one. This, yep, yeah, it's, it's in the dictionary. dictionary. <laughs> yep. yep. But uh, yeah, and Parker Shane Shane's daughter she she was like well you should have just put them on the roof and I was like ah, it would have been better than losing them a second time but I'll have to learn next year so this year they'll be tied up in a tree they'll be bolted to the hood of my truck I don't care they are not sitting outside on the windowsill <laughs> yeah the Lord yeah. said here I feel bad for this boy you've learned your lesson here's your deer antlers back and you put them back on the porch and he's like all right dummy yep. I'll take these back. You don't deserve these antlers. You don't deserve yeah. these, but I've I've learned my lesson this year. They will not be <laughs> sat outside unwatched. I'll put a camera on them or something. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, no, it's I'll, not awesome, Christian. No, it, it's pretty damn funny. It's pretty great. It's sure. pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I you have to laugh at yourself on some of these things. I well, mean, you better laugh at yourself because at that point we're going to laugh at you. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I was just shaking my head when you told me that. I was I was honestly in utterly disbelief. I, I could not believe you put those antlers back on the porch. I was like. Yeah. I couldn't believe they showed back up. No, me either. I yeah, mean, either. I was shocked that they showed back up. And the first time they went missing, I mean, I walked the whole property up and down the road, looking in the creek, looking in everywhere, could not find them. But, man. Well, better luck next year, right? Well, <laughs> like we said, you learn, you make mistakes, you learn from them. So. Yep. And, hey, I honestly expected to miss my first deer. So, <coughs> I mean sometimes you get lucky, i mean you're doing yeah you're doing great you're on a roll you're two for two well so you gotta miss sometime and i hate to say it but oh it'll happen it'll happen it will oh, happen it, and it it's probably happen. going it in my case it's usually on the biggest deer you've seen within the last five years well, the I, last deer yeah. that i the last deer i had missed before tank i missed one up at brian's place brian that was on the season one of the holler hunters he let yep. me come up and hunt with him one year um he had a property up the road that was surrounded by country clubs monster deer up there oh, yeah. i'm sitting there it's cold it's windy i look up 140 some inch eight point i mean just huge frame eight point yeah comes walking across ridge pretty as you please and he gets to the edge of the fence i need him to jump the fence to be on our property gets to the edge of the fence looks around the field i'm in a food plot in an elevated box stand turns around and starts walking away so I grunt twice, turn over a bleak can twice, and he whips his head around and looks back, turns back around, starts walking back toward the field, and I'm thinking, holy shit, this is going to happen. He gets 20 yards from the fence line and then makes a left turn, so his left, my right, drops off the hill and disappears. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, he's gone. Sitting there two minutes later, look to my right, here comes that freaking giant up through the food plot. 20 some yards from the stand got my compound bow another mistake that i made i was a younger hunter i didn't know now anytime i get in a tree stand or a box blind the first thing i do once i get settled in is grab my bow and draw and make sure i'm comfortable yep something that you need to think about every time you climb a tree i hadn't thought about it deer walks out he's 32 yards standing broadside he's alert He's he's looking around. He's looking for whatever made that bleat. He's looking yeah. for that doe. I've got my bow up. I draw back, and my back arm hits the back of the the shooting house. I cannot draw anymore, and I'm I've not got it locked in yet. I've not got it drawn all the way back yet. So I push my front arm and twist a little bit to lock the bow all the way to draw the bow to get the bow to full draw. Yeah. Whenever I push, the front of the riser hits the box stand and goes boom. And he throws his head up and looks right at me. I panic, drop a pin on him, and squeeze. Mm. And I aimed center mass. Another thing, when you're shooting a buck 30 yards or further, if he is alert, when you shoot, he's going to duck. Arrow kicks right across his spine, hits the rocks, gone. Mm. We never had another picture. We had only ever had one picture of that deer, and it was only one side of his frame. Mm. He was Every bit of 140 some inches, he was huge. God, yeah. At that point in my life, that was the biggest deer I had ever seen on the hoof, and skipped one right. I mean, I cut the hair; there was hair on the fletchings, mm. and I could see the spot across his back as he was running away. God, but we never saw that deer again. The rest of the time he hunted that property for another three, four years, never saw that deer again. 
That'll that make was you sick. that was the only time. And then that was the last deer I had missed before I missed Tank. I'd killed another deer between then. That was a hundred and fifty some inch ten point. Killed him with a muzzleloader, but it just that's the way it goes. Yep, if, yep. And when crap goes wrong, it's going to be on those big boys because yep, that's when yep. you're you're tore up the most. Yeah. Yeah, you're shaking like a leaf. Yeah, and I I was calm and cool and collected all the way until my arm hit the back of that wall. Yeah. And Brian's a smaller guy than I am. I've got long arms. I've got a long wingspan. I've got a long draw length. He can draw in that blind with no problem. Yeah. I cannot. I could not draw in that blind. We ended up taking that blind down the next week and putting a different one up there. <laughs> mm. But, Lord, I mean, it happens. Yep. You learn, yeah. you make mistakes, and you learn from them. Absolutely. That's all part of your development as a hunter. Mm-hmm. I, say, I think I've missed two that I know of. Yep. If you it ain't missing, you ain't trying. Right. I mean, that's exactly. just, yep. that's all there is to it's it. It's like going fishing. You're going fishing. You're not going catching. Well, and the next yep. year, the next deer I shot with my bow was 46 yards. That's a poke with a bow. That's yeah. that's a yeah. good long shot, especially, yeah. and that was the first buck I'd ever killed. The first buck I ever shot at with a bow was 140-some inch eight point. That's awesome. But, it's like the buck I killed, I mean, it was at 225 yards. I sighted the rifle in at 100 yards. I yep. knew it was accurate. Oh, yeah. And I just had to pull up on him a little bit, and he was quartering away. I just had to trust myself that I could stretch it out to 225 and yep. hopefully put a good shot on him. Yep, and that's preparation being comfortable with your equipment that's where it all comes into absolutely well guys we had some more stuff we were going to talk about tonight but i think we've about reached our time here i'll be honest with you i hit a brick wall did you i've hit a wall i don't know when it was but I... well, that's fine i've got tired of listening to you anyway you're good i don't blame <laughs> you <laughs> <a bit laughs> about their mate got hungry. Yeah. yeah you got hungry i got it's hungry good. and got sleepy i don't know yeah. like Sun's i was starting to go I down was down good a bit. Yeah. 30 minutes ago and i'm just sitting i've yawned countless times now i got you well i think we're gonna call it we were gonna talk about some other stuff but i think we'll save that for the state of the ammo situation but we'll save that for the next podcast yeah that'll be yeah we'll we'll save that full attention yeah i don't i don't think it's going to change between now and next week no no that'll be a good one for next week for sure yeah well once again guys we want to end this podcast the way we do all of our podcasts we appreciate you guys listening no matter what platform you're listening on whether it's apple podcast spotify google podcast youtube anything else wherever you're listening if you can do us a big favor get on there leave us a rating write us a review that helps get our podcast noticed it helps with the algorithm it helps spread the word and that way more people can find our podcast and once again we just appreciate you guys listening no matter where you're at we want to thank all of our sponsors we've got a whole list of them i don't have my sign up but we want to thank Big and J, Vortex Optics, Bone Collector, um, Scent Crusher, W Hunt and Supply, Onyx Hunt, Onyx Hunt, NAP Broadheads, Federal Ammunition, Tacticam, Tacticam Reveal, uh, Outfitters, Real Tree, Real Tree, Carhartt. Who else am I missing there? I don't know. We need to put the sign back we up. Need it's so much easier up. when I can read the sign. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier when I'm not sleepy but we want to thank all of our sponsors that make this happen yes um allow us to do this stuff everybody that our partner sponsors both we appreciate you guys more than you know and once again thank you to everybody that's listening if you don't care like i said give us register give us a rating write us a review get on to a holler hunters 
at gmail.com. If you've got anything you want us to talk about, leave us a topic on there. If you've got any questions or anything like that, if you want to call us a bunch of dumb rednecks and Christian's feet don't match, I'll agree with you. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. Leave us a, just talk to us. That's it. Just just give us something to talk about. Yep. Yeah. But once again, guys, thank you for listening, and I think that'll cover us for today. You guys got anything else to add to it? Thank you for having me. Yeah, Jedediah. Yeah, thanks thank for, you for coming getting on. on here. We'll Absolutely. get you back on here again oh, soon. Oh, yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast.